I just just felt God moving and saying like, make a home, you know, build it and they will come kind of a thing. Welcome to the Pints and Pukes podcast. I'm your co-host, Dennis. And I'm your other co-host, Robert. And we're just a couple guys talking the Catholic faith over a pint or two of our favorite beers. So why don't you pour yourself a pint, pull up a chair, and listen in for the next little while. As we take the faith seriously, but not necessarily ourselves. And as always, if you want to take part in the conversation or have an idea for the podcast, leave us a comment or swing by our Facebook page and drop us a message. Dennis, buddy, you still cranky this evening like you were this <laughs> afternoon? No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually crankier because oh. I'm colder. Because it's getting cold, a snowstorm's coming. Like, don't even bother texting me this weekend, Robert, because it's just going to be, and, you know, lots of sports on. We've got the Raptors tonight. I'm watching a little golf from Hawaii, the Sony Open, PGA Tours just started. You got the Bills on Sunday, so we got a full slate of sports coming up. But once this snow comes in and the wind chill dips down below zero, Celsius that is, I think it's going to be minus five, minus ten. Yeah, I'm getting cranky and crankier. Must be old age or something. Well, I'll figure that out once I get there with you, buddy. And we're expecting the biggest snowstorm of the year to date. And you're watching the golf from Hawaii. And I'm watching. I do that. I watch the first two tournaments from Hawaii. And I say to myself, one day I'll be there in January with those professional golfers watching. A little bit of wishful thinking. Actually, you're not playing with them, just watching. But you're supposed to be getting a lot more up north, aren't you? I think you're going to get 10 to 15 centimeters. Well, no, they're calling 15 to 20 centimeters, 25 centimeters. Um, I mean, we're talking all about this snow here, and our, our guest is sitting there listening, probably wondering what we're talking about, because yeah. he's all the way down in Dallas, Texas, Dallas. right? And we're and, talking in centimeters, and he thinks, well, what's that? It's probably six to nine inches, I think you're expecting up in the port, right? Well, I think just that snow, he was wondering what we were talking about, but that's, yeah. you know, a whole other thing. Uh, yeah, tw- 25 centimeters, you're looking at about 10 inches, yeah. Yeah, right? that's a so lot of snow. That, that, that's enough. I'm going to have to get the snow machine out. That's always a lot of fun. Wake the neighbors up at six in the morning so I can get out, get down to St. Bernadette Parish so I can keep an eye on you, buddy. You keep an eye. And you know what? I think I got one of those too, Robert. By the time you start the thing up and you put the gas in, you might as well just get yourself, or in your case, Michael, just to shovel the thing out, right? I was going to say, I've seen your driveway, pal. Small. By the time you move the cars off the driveway, there's no snow left on there's it no anyways. Snow. Absolutely. Exactly. So what's the point of getting the snowblower out? But anyhow, we digress. And I said, you know, I want to apologize because in our introductory episode of the new year, I said we got, uh, you know, you have a fantastic guest lined up for us for January thinking about our second guest. But I think you we should be talking about the now. Yeah. I think you should be talking about the guest who's going to join us in a couple of minutes here. Very talented young man from... Uh, down in the Dallas area, who you'll introduce very shortly. I was going to say, have I ever steered you wrong in the guest department? You know yet? what? I want to say yes in about four years, but I would. I can't think of one that you have actually, Robert. No. So yeah, you're doing quite well, well in we that. Go. You're that's batting why, a thousand. That's why we don't leave you in charge. That's why I don't pick the guest exactly. But I don't know who's getting cranked here now because you know it's cutting into beer drinking time it's beer here, drinking buddy. Time, yeah. So uh, yeah, I do want to introduce our guest who's with us here this evening. So. Will Hickel is a husband, father, producer, recording artist, and software professional. So I'm going to apologize straight up here, Dennis. Our guest isn't named Keith. I know that you prefer our guest to be named Keith. And I'll apologize to our guest now if you you slip up. Okay. That's okay. Will can handle. 
With Will's passion for serving artists and wanting to see Catholic music elevated, he founded the recording label Novum Records and has been producing records and building a community of artists for over 10 years now. So that's just a blip for you in the age department there, buddy. Coupling his passion for media and art with his software experience, he has also co-founded the new streaming platform, Feo, which is Latin for, Mr. Duolingo? Life. To create or close. to come into existence. So mm. you're close. Well mm. done. Well done. And he's done this to help provide a place for Catholic creators to be discovered and supported and consumers to find wholesome Catholic content. And I guess that's why the Pints and Pews podcast is on the FIO streaming app. Right. And I think you can send demos into Novum Records. So we're bare. If there's another career in you, you never know. The music industry might be tapping on your shoulder. We'll maybe do a private one once we're done the episode yeah, here, I buddy. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. He's already starting to laugh, I guess. So, yeah. Will, welcome to the Pints and Pews podcast. Welcome, Will. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on here. Um, we've been looking forward to this. We were having a great conversation before we hit the record button. Uh, so, yeah, we're we're excited for our evening here today. But uh, a man of many hats here with us, Absolutely. too. Yeah, yeah. And, I think Robert likes to bring in these artists, these music people, just to see me squirm and so much out of my wheelhouse. Although the last time you did that, uh, Robert, I learned so much. And hopefully, I, I know with Will coming on, I'll learn a lot about uh, both Theo and, and Novum Records and the whole music, uh, praise and worship music. So that's great. But as we were saying here, Will, too, we're cutting into our, our beer drinking time. time. So what do you have us from the great state of Texas? Mm. So in Texas, we have... Shiner is a, a great Texas beer. Um, so I've got their uh, Shiner Cheer, like their holiday cheer beer, which is, um, I don't have it with me. It's like pecan flavored with a few other spices. Like it's it's really nice. It's one of my favorite beers. You can only get it in like the winter. So, so it's a small little so brewery nice. down there, Will? Small, uh, small is relative. It's it's kind of it's kind of gotten a lot bigger. Um, okay. It started small in a in Shiner, Texas, and uh, oh. yeah, it's just, a, it's just a classic, classic Southern beer. But it's, it's made way out to like Florida and stuff, so it's it's grown. It's okay, grown. like a lager, pilsner, stout, ale. Oh like gosh, guys, you're gonna man. Yeah. I'm gonna look like such a no, no, no. You oh. won't. Just, just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not a beer drinker. So, <laughs> well, you drink your Shiner. So I we'll have to try that, Robert. The, yeah, the Maybe Shiner, we'll... like the original. It's a, it's a Bach. So I don't know if that's a type of beer. Shiner yeah, Bach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a type of beer out of Germany. So the, you're claiming ignorance in the beer department. And I'm just gonna throw out there that I think Dennis just threw out his ignorance in the Texas department, asking if Shiner is a small brewery because everyone knows everything is big in Texas. Uh, right. Right. of course we made it to florida um so I dennis said, what have you got buddy i've got the tripel the trappist tripel from west Mall. you'll be familiar with this robert very nice my son brought this back from belgium in the summer when he came back and of course i kept it all this time unfortunately a beer lasted little, that long in your fridge Bob? i know well it was actually in the cupboard so i just recently put it in the fridge big one 750 mil and uh 9.5 percent so i'll probably just have about You'll be sleeping well tonight. You're going to be sleeping well. Now, I have here for us this evening, gentlemen, uh, kind of it was also a gift for me. My wife, every year for Christmas, gets me uh, a collection of different beers. 
and it's always fun because my wife likes to purchase the beer according to the label. Hmm. And so here I have our pet Pilsner, and it was purchased because of all of the lovely dogs that are here on the label. That's a busy label. That's got to be one of the busiest labels I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, yes. a nice. it's a Pils. It's a Pils. So it'll be nice and crisp. It's out yeah, of the Publican bitter. House, uh, which is in Peterborough. So not too, too far not from too where far. I am. Uh, out in Peterborough, Ontario, the Publican House Brewery. Um, I always love a good Pilsner. They're nice and clean and crisp. I like a good Pils. Uh, I had a Dunkel earlier day. today. A dunk, it it's more of a Dunkel kind of day, Robert, than a Pils kind of day. But yeah. you could almost walk to Peterborough from where you are, couldn't you? Be a long walk. You could walk to Peterborough. <laughs> It'll take you a couple days. Yeah, a couple, you'd yeah. get there eventually. But Dennis, it's uh, your turn to do grace yep. before beer. All set. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bless, O Lord, this creature beer, which thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race and grant through the invocation of thy holy name that whoever shall drink it may gain health and body and peace and soul. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That, that is good and clean and crisp. You know what? I really want to see um, Will's beer, but I can't in that. Is it, is it like this color, Will, it's, or is Robert, we could put yours up there. You'll probably be a little bit lighter. So a little, a little bit dark. I'm seeing it's a little bit oh, darker. Yeah, a little darker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so, nice. And with the pecan. And I would imagine maybe a little bit of gingerbread flavor in there, too. Um, okay, I can Google it real quick. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about no. that. But anyhow, well, this is where I unleash my little Marcus Rodi from The Journey Home, one of our favorite uh, shows, and just ask you to go back, if you can, as, as long, uh, you know, as far back as you'd like, and just tell us a little bit maybe about your faith journey. Yeah. Yeah, I was blessed enough. Um, I, I am a cradle Catholic, but one of the unique things about my journey that it, it was it's it's kind of inversed. And what I mean is typically people find their faith and then they find a community, right? Um, I had a lot of friends that I had known since like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, just elementary school friends that by the time we were all like 15, 16, um, you know, and our parents, it, you know, we're going to church all the time, but we're not really thinking much of it. And then when we kind of become aware of like, oh, this is our faith. Oh, we're going to start going to youth ministry nights. It's it's like we go and we're like, wait, you're here? Oh, wait, you're here? And like all 10 of my buddies that I've grown up with, like we just never discussed it. But like as we started like kind of, you know, it started with like seeing each other at mass. Um, but our parish is pretty big. So like we wouldn't see each other often. It was It really wasn't until like youth group. They're like, oh you're Catholic and you're here and I'm here and we're already friends. So this is great. So, so we were able to like actually all dive in and we were resolved together, which I think was really awesome. Um, Cause there was like, by the end of high school, there were like 25 of us that were just like really involved as like seniors in high school, which sadly doesn't, you don't see that usually impressive. Mm -hmm. people get confirmed sophomore, junior year, and then they leave. Um, so as like a senior ministry, we were almost 30 deep. 
Um, now, of course, statistically, it, it proves to be what it typically is. And of those 30, there's probably like five of us that are still Catholic and practicing. So. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now at this time, when you say youth ministry, are, is this music ministry a big part of this at this time? Uh, no, actually, no. So one of the guys that I've been really good friends with since third grade, uh, one of my best friends today, one of my best men, um, he he's been musical forever. And so we did a lot of like, this is very random, but we had this software called noteworthy composer. So we did a bunch of that together in like middle school and just messing around. And he's like, he was composing some really cool stuff. I was just messing around. He actually taught me how to play the piano. And then whenever we became, um, whenever we got into youth ministry as like, you know, teenagers, our youth minister was musical. So he'd lead us in worship. And then when we all graduated, my buddy, his name's Matt, because he was the most musical of us and could play guitar, we would then have like our own little praise and worship nights. Um, and so Matt would lead that. And I really didn't actually pick up the piano fully and seriously until I was 20 years old in college. And so taught myself um, and maybe like a year or two, a year or so after like starting to teach myself, I started getting involved with the worship band at my university and then like by the time I was a junior and senior, I was good enough to lead. I mean, I wasn't, so we're talking like 12 years ago, but, um, but I, I could get by and that was really valuable experience for me to like learn to play. Um, but all the while I was, I was really passionate about production. So I was thinking like, oh, I, I'm going to go into like live production for Catholic events and like, cause you know, it's one thing to have like really good ministry, but it's another for it to be delivered well. Like you don't want hundred percent you don't want a sound system that's crackling or that nobody can hear, you know? So I was, I had noticed that there were just a lot of things where the quality of the infrastructure or the production was just not that great. So I was like, can, you know what? Can we get you to come up to St. Bernadette Parish? Jack's The music or the sound system in the parish hall is disastrous. I actually would rather do without and belt it out without the sound system. And that's talking. I'm just, we're not going into singing just yet. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so so anyway, so faith journey, I think it's always been a really steady thing. I don't have any crazy stories of leaving the church or anything like that. I've always been blessed with a family that's been Catholic and then a friend group since kindergarten that's been Catholic and realizing we're Catholic as teenagers and still friends with most of these guys to this day. Um, and going to a university with a really solid Catholic community too. So I've just been extraordinarily blessed with that uh, consistency. So, um, yeah, and it really is important to have those kind of groups. And as you were sharing that part of your story and you're talking about, you know, the youth group and the the community of friends that you had growing up, uh, I myself too was very blessed to kind of, I always say, grow up in a Catholic bubble. So going to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school, all of my friends, we were altar servers together. We were in the youth group together. And, you know, the one guy who's still, I would consider one of my best friends, maybe after Dennis here, but one of my, my good friends and we're still in touch with uh, 40 some odd years later, right? Praise God, yeah. And it's, uh, those are the the friends. And I think it's the faith too. Like Dennis and I talk about this all, all the time that faith aspect, which has really helped our friendship flourish. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that the university part is big too, Robert, because I know we could both speak to that when you do go to university and your Wheels faith gets a, 
gets a little bit tested, but you found still within the university framework, was it a Catholic university, Will, that you were able to still practice your faith? Uh, it was a giant public school in Texas, okay. uh, Texas A&M. So right. you know, 50,000 students, but our Catholic center is pretty, we do have a reputation for being a really solid Catholic you know, center. So tons of ministries, a giant church, giant building. Um, so it, it attracts a lot of people, you know, just to go to the university mm-hmm. that it's like probably the most Catholic, one of the most Catholic public universities in the world, you know? Okay. So the Aggies, right? Yeah. Aggies. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I'm glad um, I didn't open up my mouth cause I was going to say the Longhorns and I think I oh, just no. would have gotten myself that's, in that's a whole the, yeah. lot of trouble. Uh, I, competition. I, I'm not too like fussy about it. You, you drink the Kool-Aid when you're there, but whenever you, <laughs> I would, I would say you grow out of it or some of us do. So which I might be ostracizing myself from some hardcore acts, but I could care less. We're all we're all friends. We're all people. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly. a whole culture that we just don't get up here in Canada. I don't think that there really is that same college culture, college sport culture up here as you, you have down in the States. Well, yeah, football is king in, uh, king in Texas. So even high school football, it's a religion for some people. So... Yeah, I remember one of my former students, I think it was before you got to our high school or bear, but she got a scholarship for swimming down to TCU. Oh, yeah. And I think she ended up marrying somebody down there. And and like you say, football with the big Texas University is just absolute king. It's massive. I mean, we see it all the time. We get it all up here, too, right? We get Saturday football and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. But, I still follow the CFL, buddy. But that's... Yeah. I didn't even know y'all had one. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we have a little... Uh, Canadian Football League, that's still kicking, <laughs> Robert, isn't it? Eh? I was going to say half the teams are called Rough Riders, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> Yeah, okay, but so you're done university, and uh, you're thinking of the uh, both music ministry, but you're also thinking of the production side. So which side do you go to, or were you leaning towards after you finish your studies, Will? Yeah, so I graduated in 2012, and that's mm-hmm. really when I um, formed a, an LLC, a, a business down here, um, called Mercy Crew Productions. So the idea was like, we're going into productions, you know? Um, and so, and I had started acquiring some gear and I didn't really have like any events lined up. I was just trying to network and get involved with stuff. And it wasn't until, um, there was a moment of, of prayer that God was like, Hey man, I want you to start a band. And I was like, LOL. Like, what are you, what do you, what do you mean? And the reason I laughed at it was because in college, cause remember I started playing piano and like learning music from like a performance standpoint. I mean, I, I'd done choir and musical theater, but like actual instrument playing and then like leading prayer and worship mm-hmm. when I was 20 years old and I graduated when I was 22. So it was a very short time period to like get, you know, understand the nuances of everything you need to with like leading worship and, and then even songwriting. I mean, I had never really written, I tried writing stuff, but that, that early stuff was no bueno, not that great. And so when God told me, um, it was in 2013, it's like early 2013. Um, one of the very rare moments in my life, I've actually like heard his voice clearly. Hmm. Um, and he's like, start a band. And I laughed because like, dude, you you have heard the stuff that I've written. Like, if this is going to happen, I am going to need your intervention hardcore to like give me that that skill set because 
no way I'm starting a band without being able to write. And so like a week later, I'm in adoration in front of the blessed sacrament. And uh, I'm like praying through this. And I basically like looked at my watch. I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave in like five minutes. And it was about that time I was like about to leave that I just got smacked with something. So I went home immediately and, you know, I did a voice memo, like trying to like sing the idea and like write the lyrics down real quick. And then I go home, I make a demo. Maybe a week or two later, I show it to this, this guy I knew and show him the demo. And I'm like, Hey, I know that you've made a record before. I need help finding the right people to help me out. I've never done anything making a recording. And so he was like, yeah, let me point you to this guy, Mason. And years later, my friend would tell me like, dude, if your demo wasn't, wouldn't have been that good or the song, whatever, like I never would have introduced you to Mason, which again is like realizing, okay, God literally gave me exactly what I needed. Just that little bit to get me on to Mason, who is my business partner with Novum Records now. So like, Providence. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, in that moment of prayer, just trying to step out in faith, uh, like, it, that was the sl- small little door that I just need to go through that's unlocked a decade's worth of, you know, adventure and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so between writing that and then meeting other artists and musicians, that guy I was telling you about that I've known since third grade that led worship for us after high school, his name's Matt. So I, I went to Matt. I was like, hey, man, I'm feeling this calling. Like, do you want to be in this band with me? He's like, yeah. Um, so me and him are starting to write music and then a few other people. So we, we gather people for this band we make our first record. Mason helps us like mix it and get it done. Um, and then we actually, I mean, y'all like what's today, the 12th. So February, I think fourth this year will be the 10 year mark from releasing that very first record. So we're almost 10 years from it, which excellent. Happy anniversary. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, so anyways, so we put that record out and then what happens is, remember, I'm thinking production, like mm-hmm. live production. I'm not thinking anything like this. And so what then happens is um, the one of our bandmates, um, his name's Eric, he comes to me after we finish this record, maybe like a few months after. He's like, hey, I've got my friend Gabby who's written some really great stuff. She has no idea what she's doing, but we just learned a bunch. Maybe we can help her. I was like, absolutely, let's do it. So then Gabby joins and becomes basically our first like signed artist. But again, I don't have any infrastructure. It's just like, we're just pals doing this thing. And I, I did set up like, because I'm a business background, like I did set up some administrative things, like a, an actual company LLC for the publishing side and like registered everything and all these databases, did all the contracts and the accounting, blah, blah, blah. So like I, I'm doing it the right way. Um, and, and just allowing Gabby to like, insert her music into our, you know, infrastructure and and what we have set up as well as helping her with the recording process. We get her single done and then we do a record with her. And then same thing, uh, like uh, six months later, Eric's like, oh, I've got this other friend, Rita West. Maybe we can help her. Same thing. A year later, another guy, Stephen Jobert. Oh, maybe we can help him. Okay, so at that point- Your buddy Eric's got a lot of friends. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He's introduced me to a lot of people. and so, so by, by the time we get to like 2018, we've got a few of these artists, but also some of them are like starting to be like, cause everything was like worship, right? Praise and worship, contemporary Christian mm-hmm. the first like five years. And Steven is like, Hey man, or I, I'm like, Hey, let's, let's make some music. Like you've got some cool stuff. And he's like, I don't know if I want to record ever again, dude, because 
I just, I just feel like I'm stuck in this box where I have to do praise and worship. And I said, wait, why do you feel that way? And he's like, all I play is worship events. So like, if I'm going to make music, I'm, I have to make worship. And I was like, but who said that? And he's like, well, no one. I just, I just know I have to do it. I was like, no, 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 no. Like you're not listening. Like who told you, who is restricting you? He's like, no one's telling me what to do. I just feel like I need to do. And I was like, "Mm -mm. what would you be excited to make? And the dude lit up. He's like, oh my gosh. If, oh man, I would do this, 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 this. And I let him like speak for 10 minutes and I go, let's do it. And he was, thank, thank God he listened to me because then we, you know, a few months later, we cut the record that he wanted to make to this day. I still think of the whole Novum Records catalog, it's still like one of my top two releases. Like it's such a good album because it's just so authentic and it's not, it, it's got Christian influence. You can tell. Um, and he covers like a, an old hymn leaning on the everlasting arm. So it's got some worship in it, but it's like Swamp Rock, David Crowder, Matt Marr, Bluegrass, whatever, kind of all mixed in one. And he, it's so amazing. And so <laughs> experiencing that with him really kind of solidified and unlocked like, okay, wait, I look back at the last five years. I wasn't even thinking about doing some sort of record label or anything, but I'm realizing that I'm passionate about helping artists find their sound, find their voice, kind of what I, I call myself the perfectionist whisperer because a lot of artists are. And so I'm pretty effective at like helping them untwist their perfectionism to actually get something done. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so then we officially created Novum Records as like an actual registered business and then, you know, changed the mission to be instead of like, worship, just anything, any Catholic music, right? Like, because I, I kind of want to reclaim like Catholic music being something that is great. That's valuable. That has a place in the church because, you know, when I say, I'd love to hear y'all's answers on this. Just don't think too fast. Just tell me what you think. When I say Catholic music was first thing you think. <laughs> yeah. We, we Dan, were talking Dan, about that. Dan shoot and Bob Dufford. Okay. Was it the the glory and praise or, or the, the here Catholic I am, Lord, be not afraid. And you know what? That's Catholic exactly what you're talking about. Well, when I when I think of one of the podcasts you're on this summer, is that I'm still as a parishioner. Everything else has progressed. We've got iPhones. We've got, and I'm still with my music in the '70s. And if it moves you're, to anything more classics. modern, I'm like what's happening you know and and i think you're getting to this point as to why we can't move into kind of different genres or or at least modernize our music a little bit and and you're saying that dennis too and it's Mm -hmm. making me think like you're saying you know why can't we move to something a little bit more modern for Mm -hmm. that but also too in the other direction right and i mean we've had that conversation and i'm a little bit of an old fuddy-duddy that way i like the music from dennis's youth the gregorian chant kind of stuff (laughs) but uh (laughs) No, it seems like music ministry, like you just said, Dennis, is stuck in the 70s. Yeah, it really oh, 70s that, is. That is a whole other like seven podcast episodes. We So one of the initiatives, I'll say this as a sidebar, one of the initiatives within Novum Records and Novum mm-hmm. Publishing is we have a new platform called Liturgy Resources. And it's that's our mission with that aim, with that mm-hmm. arm is to the church is ever ancient, ever new. And like the music in the mm-hmm. people needs to be ever new. So we're, you know, creating, we have like brand new mass settings, brand new Psalm settings, brand new, like, w- you know, relevant worship that is suitable for the liturgy. So that we are Excellent. trying, we're okay, trying yeah. to take care of that. But, but, but the thing I was, I was kind of continuing off where I was. Um, and when it comes to like a specific, you know, individual artists, 
at a label, you know, our our tenants are very are very like, hey, we want to be transparent. You hear a lot of horror stories with, you know, um, labels taking advantage of people or blah blah blah. So like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna also give artists more of the the cut of the music. It's their art. Why are excuse me, some labels <laughs> taking like, you know, eighty to ninety percent of the artist's money, and so an artist, you know if their records sell a hundred grand a year, they're only getting 10. That doesn't make sense. You know, so it's kind of like the book industry. <laughs> I would know a few things about that. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Um, I yeah, don't know. The, the author usually sees about 10%. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so we've, we've set out to like invert that, like you're the artist, you know, depending on, and of, of course it depends on our investment, right? If we're mm-hmm. pouring a lot of capital in, okay, that, that, rate table the the royalty table is going to change but we always try to make it it advantageous for the artists right Mm -hmm. and um and so but also just looking at like what does each individual artist want to do there are a lot of labels or music groups where everything is kind of producer led so like oh i know that you know this this guy has produced all my favorite artists let me go to him well, you know, a lot of some producers, I can't speak for all, but some of them will be like, you you come to me, you get my sound and that's what, that's all you, you get. You do my way. Yeah. My way. And so then you get a lot of music on the Christian radio that sounds it the same. It sounds the same. It sounds exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you're it, saying that it's making me think of back in the, the rock albums I used to listen to back in the eighties. It was, it wasn't about the artist a lot of times it was about the producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so we're just trying to like flip all of that on its head and give the church her voice through her people, whatever that is. So if I have an artist that comes to me and says, Hey, I really like the way that Matt Marr sounds, but I don't really want to sound like that. You know, okay, cool. We can listen to some Matt Marr tracks and like get close, but we're also going to try to find a way to make your fingerprint, your fingerprint and not, you know, a copycat of some sort. Um, but then also, like in the in the example with Steven, like he didn't want to make praise and worship. Great. We don't limit ourselves to that. Mm-hmm. We love exploring like different sounds. One of our artists, Avery Collins, our last release, which was as of this recording, you know, our most recent release, December 29th, I think. Avery Collins song called It's You. It's like a cool jazzy worship song, like a cool sonic fusion that you don't really put together. Um and so, you know, so things like that. And like even my own personal music under uh, the name Will Hickel, it's like this digital style worship, like taking modern drum machines and synth sounds and then challenging myself to say, how can I take sounds that you hear in modern pop, like any Justin Bieber record or whatever, but tweak them or not tweak them, but like use them and arrange them in a way that is actually reverent. So you know, using these weird digital 808 sounds and stuff that like, if you, if I isolate them, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of abrasive or like should be in a rap song. But like when you, when I blend it together with all these other things, it actually works, you know? Um, so cool things like that, like just the challenge of what's unique, what can we make that's unique? What can we make that, that is the voice and the heart of the artist and amplify what's happening in their heart and soul, not going with, Hey, you're with Novum records. You're going to sound like all of our other artists and whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. When you come to us, bring to us your ideas, bring to us what you want to see. And yeah, you can trust our judgment. We know what we're doing, but at the same time, like, gosh, we, you know, go listen to every single one of our artists. And I promise you, you will hear something different and unique in each one. And that's what excites me. 
Yeah, I think artists appreciate that notion that you're allowing them to to share their voice and their perspective and their own interfaith journeys as well. Yeah, amen. No, that's that's the heart of it. And yeah, and building community is a big part of it too, because um, a lot of artists feel isolated. And so every year we have a songwriter retreat where we all get together. Uh, usually it's been in Texas. I'm looking to maybe do it elsewhere just to mix it up, but it's always mm-hmm. either been in Houston or Dallas. And so like this last September, we had 20 people from all over the country fly in and had a beautiful time just writing and recording. Well, we didn't really record anything, but um, writing and praying together. And, you know, we have a priest that's kind of like the Novum Records chaplain. And so he, nice. um, you know, he does mass for us every day. He offers confessions. We had like a 30 minute adoration um, over the weekend. So, um, so yeah, we're really at the heart of it, just trying to pray together, trying to be as authentic as possible. And, and for Novum Records to give artists a professional place to actually get something done because like, not only is it important to have the community and the resources and the tools to make music, but I mean, the church and the Lord deserve excellence. And so we are trying to mm-hmm. make sure that it's of the highest industry standards. Um, yeah. Know. And I was just going to pick up on that because for so long, and again, uh, you know, Dennis being a child of the the fifties and sixties and myself in the seventies <laughs> and eighties, uh, we are so used to, you know, Catholic media or, or Catholic music, Catholic artistry equals mediocrity. Right? That, that's what that's what we were used to growing up. That uh, it was the cheesy so stuff out of somebody's basement. Yeah, and you, know, you, you you're just talking there about the professionalism, sameness. Yeah. And and you're certainly speaking to something completely different. Well, and I think it it's happening more so in the states. I don't know if it's coming up. Maybe it's on its way up here, Robert. But I'm not seeing it so much in Canada. But I just think, Will. I mean, your husband, father. You've got Novum Records. Like I know Robert wants to tap into something else you're doing as well. Like I can't believe you seem to have so much on you. Is there is it a 24 hour day you work with, or do you kind of have a few more hours kicked in there? Because I know Robert. That's wants the energy to of youth, my friend. Yes, I know. You were you were there once, weren't you, Robert? <laughs> oh, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. The combination of uh I just I think I, I have a gift of of being pretty efficient with things. Um I've also been doing this for, you know, 10 years, right? So I've learned and I've also built up a good team. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of delegation. I'm not in the studio with every single artist, right? Right. They go, they go see Mason at his studio to get records done. I just do project management. So I don't know, people excuse me, people, people say that like, wow, so much. And it's like, well, actually at this point, I'm not doing every little bit. I'm doing a lot, but, but, um, you know, and I, I only say this to say, like, I, I do like encouraging people. So if someone's listening and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't have time to do it. It's like, well, I, I believe that you do. It's just, you know, take a hard look at how often are you scrolling or watching TV? So it's like, I just don't do too many like extracurricular E things, uh, and that's kind of what drives me. I also you don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I just like seeing things get done too. Like I'm so excited about every single artist that I work with because, like, what are we gonna make? You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of like you know how like a runner. Um, I don't because I'm not a runner, but you know how like they do it. Like neither are we. Yeah, <laughs> they neither do are like, we. Like I run 5K. occasionally. They do like a 5K or they do a marathon or like right. wow, I did it. I have to do another one or I have to do like a triathlon now. And I think that's just kind of how it's been for me. We got that first record done 10 years ago and there was just a high with that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. And then, you know, Gabby comes along like, oh, let's do it with Gabby. And then, 
another high. So like, I've just been kind of like building up this momentum of like, I just love working on music and all these projects, but it's not like, it's not my full-time job. Right. So No, but, but we could tell by the excitement in your voice, and I know that you can you can tell that enthusiasm. It, it it certainly carries over, and I know Robert had the same when he said he talked about your app and says you've got to check out this Theo app. So I, I think Robert was first put me onto this, but maybe you want to. Speak Have you to been able to get that app open yet, there, Dennis? Oh, we. You know what? He did put me onto that. Do you want to make the? Yeah, you want to. Yeah. So we're we're talking about here? about age Funniest. here. There, there was a, a great story in, in our local I got it through my newspaper. wife's phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I got it through my son's phone. But then we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, too. There was a great story in our local newspaper up here, Will, today, that there's a class action lawsuit going on up here in Canada. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what it, it all entails, but owners, people who used to own an Apple 6, an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 7, they're going to get some kind of, of compensation for a battery or something. And Dennis is reading this article saying, what do you mean people who used to own an iPhone yeah. 7? I still have my iPhone 7. And when he went to download the FIO streaming app the other day, it wouldn't download for him because, you know, they, it, it doesn't go I, on stone and tablet. Uh, iOS, iOS 15. <laughs> uh, it has to be iOS 16.2, I believe. And I got us. Far as iOS fifteen point eight, so I had to go use my wife's phone to download the app. It's time for a new phone, Robert. Yeah, you know, maybe if we had told Will this all at the beginning, he would have realized what kind of old fogies. You know, it's, it's we're like the two guys in the Muppets box. You That's know, right. That, 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 the, but I was like, I mean, you told me you got to check it out because there's a lot. Of, I couldn't believe how much, how many different you know sites you could access through the Fio app. Uh, Will, very impressive. How did that yeah. come about? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So the, so Fio, um, so extending, so I've obviously laid out like my passion for Catholic art and specifically music. Um, and so I won't bore you with the details of like the, the whole thought process of how we, how we started, like how I wanted to start the app necessarily. No, we would love to hear that myself. and That wouldn't okay. be boring to us, but go on. I can. Yeah. I'll try to synthesize it though. I, I can ramble. Yeah. So basically I was reading a book about subscription models. Um, Cause I was like, okay, is there a way to make Novum records, something like that? But I, I wasn't about to do a Patreon because that's just a full-time job in itself of like, you know, what do you do for your patrons? How do you, you know, how do you kind of like build that patron community and like, you know, all this stuff. Are people really going to want to subscribe to a record label? I've never heard of that, you know, so I just, as I was reading the book and trying to like continually be like, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Um, they kept mentioning Spotify because this book was written, I think in like 13 or 14. So like right when Spotify was like coming out and like picking up steam um, and as well as like Netflix and stuff. Right. Um, and so I'm just like at the gym, listening to this, thinking about it and I'm walking home and I was like, wait a second. I'm do I'm thinking about this all wrong. Novum Records doesn't need to become some sort of subscription thing. But because like, why isn't there just a Catholic Spotify? Like there is now so much content out there that we could have one place to house it all. 
Um, and, and, and not only that, but because I've been in the, the record industry for a decade now, like we don't get paid anything on Spotify. Like the, the royalties, the big, the, the amount of money that is like reserved to pay out musicians for royalties is completely beholden by, uh, the big three record labels, Warner, Sony, and Universal. So if if they have, let's just say, a billion dollars to pay out for mm-hmm. royalties, the big three are going to take 80 to 90% of that, leaving the other 100 million artists on the app with only a million, uh, so to speak, or whatever the math is, 10 million, whatever. Wow. So like, so there's just, you know, and they Spotify actually just changed their rules. If your song does not reach a minimum of 1,000 plays in a calendar year, you don't get any money at all. So, you know, that's a huge problem, especially for Catholic artists because the Catholic music, Christian music industry is, is not huge. I mean, it is, but there's obviously like, you know, people at the top that benefit the most and mm-hmm. no problem with that. It's just the way it is. Um, but any, you know, there's thousands of other Christian artists and Catholic artists that are trying to do their thing. And, you know, it's, it's tough out there. And so, my passion for like my music and the music industry and Catholic artists mixed with like the fact that, you know, the content being offered on these platforms, not only is it just an ocean, there's just so much of it now, mm-hmm. but it's also like kind of all going in some of it, most of it's going in the wrong direction, right? You see a lot of just different ideologies and agendas and subjects that people are singing about that aren't wholesome, that aren't, you know, holy, that aren't anything, you know? And so, so, you know, kind of, I'm looking at all these problems and I'm like, I I just, just felt God moving and saying like, make a home, you know, build it and they will come kind of a thing. And so I, I, there's a guy that interned for Novum Records. His name's Peter. He's my, my co-founder of FIO. Um, he's gosh, he's a beautiful graphic designer. Like he, he makes such beautiful things. And so, um, so everything you see visually on the app is all his brain and all his design. Um, and so, so yeah, so we set out, we partnered with a, um, an iOS developer to kind of get our first version one out. Now, anyone listening, it, it is as of this recording, it is version one. The thing is rough. You know, we have so many like basic features that you would expect aren't there, like playback speed, et cetera, the ability to download stuff. Like it's all coming. We know. <laughs> well, it's like everything. It takes time. It takes time. But, you know, we were able to get this done without really spending any money, you know, and so getting the product out and getting the word out. And thankfully, we've had a lot of interest in you know, one of the big tenets of the app is creating our own original content as well. So we have a couple original shows out there right now. We've got a couple more starting this year. So, um, so yeah, so I, I just, I'm really, I just want to see that same kind of heart that I have to see like my community of artists thrive and do well and have what they need. I, I, I now have a place where I can do that for the entire world for, of Catholic creators, right? It's like, cause I've been in talks with people in, um, in Canada, in the UK, in Australia, in Austria. So like I I've got, I've got some communities around the world that are interested in putting their music on the app. Uh, podcasts obviously can come on the app. If you're listening, you have a podcast stream slash podcast, go, you know, um, go submit your show. We'll get it up there. Um, so it, it does work and, and it's, it's doing great. Um, you know, we have a few hundred downloads. We're growing slowly. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited to see how this could impact the church on the creator side. So like guys like you, like having a place where you, you know, as we grow the app and as we can like kind of feature more things and even um, a big feature that we're going to add hopefully soon is like when you hit the search bar that it opens up a bunch of category cards because if you go to Spotify and try to search by category, you're not going to find theology of the body or, or, you know, NFP or anything that's kind of more, or, apologetics, anything that's specifically Catholic. But for us, yeah, I mean, we can, <laughs> you can, you can search by a topic. You can build that right into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bake it in, you know, and even liturgically speaking, like, you know, we're talking like maybe a year or two for this functionality, but like, if it's like October 20, 22nd, I think is JP2's feast day, mm-hmm. like any episodes or anything that kind of features JP2 will just kind of surface to the top, like happy feast of JP2. Check out this hmm. These guys talk about some interesting facts or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like we can, we can kind of, the sky's the limit with features and functionality to kind of breathe, uh, live and breathe like with the life of the church, whether it's with the saints or with different topics or, you know, or topics that are trending within the church, we can kind of surface those through, you know, machine learning algorithms, all the tech stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I I just, you know, I want to see like, I mean, guys, I was just looking at this like yesterday or this morning, actually. Spotify has half a billion active users. Insane. Like 500 wow. million people are on Spotify and there's a billion Catholics in the world. So now I'm not saying we could probably reach those numbers. You never know. But realistically, like think of how many how many people, you know, could discover your show, other shows, People that listen to your show that go to FIO, we can do the, you know, the machine learning algorithm and say, you might be interested. You like uh, Pints and Pews, like you might be interested in this show. And then people can discover other things they wouldn't have on Spotify because the algorithm, yeah, it's going to know they listen to Pints and Pews at Spotify. But then like, there's like 700 million other shows that maybe could align with you that maybe aren't Catholic, but you know what I mean? Robert, he's, he's saying he could make us famous is what he's trying to get. That's exactly (laughs) the pitch. But seriously, Will, you said original shows coming out now that you're thinking, would they be under the Novum Records umbrella or is that a different company that would be producing those shows that you're talking about yours? Yeah. So that would be a FIO media production. So that's a separate thing. Novum Records is, is music only. Okay. Fio. Fio Media Productions is actually doing some shows. Okay, yeah. good. So, we'll... so we have we have like our media arm within Excellent. Fio. To uh, so we have one show called Antidepressing. It's our flagship original. Um, two ladies, they're hilarious. Their tagline is: We talk about everything from liturgy to Lexapro. One of them, they both have theology degrees, and one of them is a licensed therapist. So they kind of talk about pop culture and things going on from the lens of faith, mental health. Um, you know, and all the fantastic. Things. Once again, anti-depressing. Yep. Just anti-depressing. Excellent. Um, yeah. And so, and then another show called Catholic Laughter. It's these two comedians. Yep. Oh, who, we know Catholic Laughter. We've had them on Pints and Pews. That's they're, right. they're friends of ours, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was Carl and Scott. Yep. So they, they signed. great guys. They have an original show. It's just called Catholic Laughter. Yep. And uh, they just interview other comedians and talk faith and all the things. So Hope they wear our caps when they're interviewing other comedians. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Usually it's towards the end, but we'll see it now. If you're going to get us all famous and everything, there, Scott. Uh, Scott. Scott's the, the Will. Sorry, here we're thinking we're going to call you Keith all the time. <laughs> uh, 
after we're done recording here, we're going to get your address and we'll send you one of our uh, pints and pews ball caps. There, I buddy. Like, yeah, love it. Appreciate it. When the Dallas sun hits you hard in the summer, you can put oh, that man. on there. Well, I, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry. sorry. I'm pumped so well. This, like, this, yeah. The feel is, it sounds exciting. <laughs> and, and, and like you're saying, the sky's the limit. The potential that's there and the, the niche market is huge. When you, you, you look at the Catholic population that's around the world, uh, to get there and to have that source, like you're saying, you can go to the Spotify mm-hmm. and you can go to when it comes to like movies, I guess, Netflix for the music. Uh, and filter, and filter, filter. Yep. But yeah, here you've got it. Yeah. And like you're saying, the algorithms, you know, it picks up on what you're listening to, but the potentiality to deviate away from anything that is faith filled is, is large. Oh yeah. It happens all the time. I mean, I have a screenshot from Spotify where it said like picked for you and the algorithm picked an episode of a podcast I'd never listened to. And the title of the episode was an abortion story. And I was like, really? Yeah. Ex- yeah. I'm like, I, I, I mean, yeah. Speechless. It's just speechless. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why would it, why would it, if it's supposed <laughs> to know me, if this algorithm is supposed to know me, why would it choose this? You know? So um, so I, you know, I'm not going to over spiritualize it and say it's diabolical, but I, I just, I just know that obviously if there's something that isn't wholesome, then yes, it has the chance of the algorithm or whatever to just pick it, you know, at random or, or whatever. So, so for family to know like, oh, I can like subscribe to this and let my kid have it on their phone and not be afraid that like, they're going to hear something against the, the Catholic church or hear music. That's going to talk about things that aren't good to be, you know, singing about now, now hear me out. Like one of our artists for the label, they're called Flynn. Their, their record is actually pre-released on Fio right now. It's not out. They have a few, few songs from the album. They have five of the 12 songs are on Spotify, Apple, et cetera. But the entire 12 song album is actually on Fio right now to listen to. Um, and if you listen to it, it's like, it's like top forties pop they talk about the messiness of relationships and like mental health and like, you know, people being cheated on. So it's like a real raw record that people can relate to. Doesn't, it's not worship. It doesn't talk about Jesus, but they are very faithful Catholics. So there's a lot of that influence within it, but you would never know if you're not Catholic. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of the idea, kind of merging the ideas of like what we do at Novum, but also what we want for Fio, which is a place where, if you're a Catholic making something, it doesn't matter what it is. Make a podcast that's just about aerospace. Make a song that's, you know, rock and roll, talking about having a good time and dancing the night away. Like, it doesn't matter. Just as long as it's not against the catechism mm-hmm. or the Catholic church, like, you know, it, it's it's a place for Catholics to just, let's let's build that Catholic culture and let's have a place that's like, where to call it home. Yeah, allowing the faith to form the culture around us. Exactly, exactly. And just a side note, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like talking about going back into the label side of things, because I've seen um, how little money there is within streaming, because we're not going to be, um, we won't have the grips of the big three labels. Like when we pay out artists, we're going to pay them two, three, four, five times more than what Spotify would, because we're going to make, we're going to prioritize like our revenues going out to creators. So that's fantastic. So, yeah. So there's, there's a lot that I'm, I'm extremely excited for. And, and it's really cool that like you guys actually, yeah, I was going to ask, how did y'all find out about it? Theo? 
Robert? Where did I saw it somewhere? I can't remember if I saw it through Facebook or Twitter. I saw, I saw it out there somewhere in social media land. Mm. And then I think I tracked you down through LinkedIn mm. and uh, and sent the invitation out. But to be quite honest, at my age, remembering stuff like that is a little bit difficult. But <laughs> did come across it. It could have been in one of the like, the Facebook Catholic forums. Oh, well, I mean, praise God. Yeah. That are out there. That's what's cool about this is like, we have not done a massive push. We only have like three posts on Instagram and we've been able, people have found us from all over the place and submitted podcasts. So I'm just excited, you know, for, for what the potential energy is because the response has been great, even with this like really bare minimum, you know, first version um, people can can kind of see the future with us of like what could this possibly be and what could this offer and even the the people I've connected with across, across the world, all the different labels that have agreed to put their music on the app. I mean, once we build out the music infrastructure, it's just technically speaking a pretty heavy lift. But once that's once that's done sometime this year, I think that's going to introduce a massive wave of listeners because hey, if I'm an artist. I'm telling my fan base, listen on FIO because I'm going to get the most money per stream there. If you're a podcaster, like, hey, you know, go check out this Catholic app where our podcast is because from a podcasting perspective, it doesn't act, your numbers, whatever analytics y'all have, whatever, you know, I don't know if y'all, who do y'all use, like Anchor or Libsyn or? Uh, through Podbean. But, Podbean. Uh, so like I, you'll have, yeah, you'll have analytics and you have, you probably have a pie chart that says, this is how much Apple, this is how much Spotify. Fia will just say other. It won't affect, it won't take anything away. It'll just change the way your pie chart looks. So like, there's no, there's no loss for a Catholic podcaster to tell people to come here. But, you know, and what's nice is the more people that are on the app, the more discoverability and cross-pollination that everyone gets. So, you know, the old adage, like, you know, all boats rise with the tide and we're just trying to be a massive tide for Catholics. Well, and that's just it. We're, we're all on the same team. We're all working mm-hmm. for the kingdom. We're all looking to, to do what's best for, for Christ. And we should all be working together. And sometimes that's the, the sad thing I've found in a couple of places within the Catholic media sphere is that there's a little bit of territory, territoriality that goes on. When really there shouldn't, because we're all striving to save souls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you, I don't know. I don't know if I've said this on any of the episodes that I think y'all might've listened to with other podcasters, but I I say this to everyone and it's worth repeating. There's a lot of territorialness. People are territorial when it comes to the music world too. Hmm, Of course. Yeah. Of like, you know, and it's understandable of like, Oh, I usually play this gig. I don't want anyone else taking it, blah, blah, blah. I get it, but I, I'm very passionate about we need to pour into other people. We need to send the elevator down. We need to raise up other people because I'm not I'm not going to be doing music ministry forever. When I'm 80 years old, you're, I'm, you're not going to find me out there. Like, I'm going to be chilling, right? And so... But Dennis it, is still going. <laughs> it, is, it is sad to see, but I, I tell people, you know, whenever you make a Spotify playlist, you know, if you have a, a rock and roll playlist and you've found a hundred great songs. If in a day or two, you find another great song, you're like, man, this would go really well on my playlist. You don't think to yourself, oh man, I got to get rid of one of those songs on that playlist to make it, to keep it at a hundred. You're like, oh no, I've got a, now I got 101. Now I got 102. Like the playlist gets more 
it's richer when there's more on there for you to say, man, I've got, I've collected a hundred great songs versus if that playlist was two songs, you'd get bored of it and it would not be that valuable. And you, it, you, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I guess values the only word I can think of, like it, it has no value when it's so small, so but limited. Yeah. When it's limited. And so I see that the same with like music in the church, like, <laughs> and just music in general with people or just people who are territorial or who are like, want to kind of like worry about themselves in a sense. And, and it's like, you know, we know that the kingdom mindset is important. And I, I look, I'm a business guy. There is such thing as healthy competition um, in, in some regards, but, but when it comes to creative art, like everyone is so unique. So like for me to say, uh, Matt Maher already exists. So I guess I shouldn't do it because I don't want to be another him. And it's like, you'll never be another him. You can't, you physically and spiritually and like your soul, everything, there's no way you can be, you can be influenced by him, but there's nothing wrong with that. People influence each other all the time. And that's kind of what is the beautiful thing about perpetuating. It's like, I draw inspiration from these things and I put my spin on it. And, you know, a lot of people actually do well when they say, Hey, you know, do you like, I'm, I'm the mix of Pink Floyd and Bruno Mars. And you're like, wow, two great things, kind of random, but whatever. Like, I'd like to hear what that sounds like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So even referencing other people be like, Hey, I'm like a modern version of the Beatles. Oh, I like the Beatles and I like living in the modern times. Let me see what that's about. Right. That's excellent, Will. I did just a, two quick questions. The first might be a dumb question, Robert. No comment. There. How does how does one get? First of all, how does one get? If you're doing a podcast or something like that, how does one get on the feel app? And two, is there any sort of fee or charge for that? Or down the road, are you thinking of you know some sort of premium charge with within feel? Oh um, yeah, sure. So, so um, like I said, streamfeo.com. You can click on the podcast button and uh submit your podcast it's really easy i mean just you fill out the form so we know about your show mm-hmm. and what categories to assign it because again we have a okay. bunch of categories so you can pick up to two for that that's relevant for you and you mm-hmm. just pop in your rss link and then we take it from there and usually within one or two business days it'll be on the app um do you even know what he's talking about dennis I, I yeah, I got little bits here and there, and I could understand it. Now, Robert's the technical guy who does all the work behind the scenes, so he's sure, taking sure. notes. And I, I think we're on there. You did say we're already that, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so know uh, you know, what's, sorry, you know what's funny is you guys yeah. applied to be on the app, and you are already on there. Because uh, again, my business partner Peter oh. was like, "Oh, I like this podcast. We should put it on Fio." So <laughs> I love God bless Peter. Oh. Eh? He sounds like a wonderful chap. It's been on there for I think a week or two before you message us. But um, and I'm, I'm just going to throw this out here now. I think maybe we need to get Peter a hat there too, Dennis. I think so. Yeah, I've got a couple extra right here, so we'll send two down for um, Peter and Will. And well, you're saying about uh, in terms of fees or, or yeah, like- no, I mean for the 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 app will always have a free version, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like Spotify, you can listen to music for free with ads. You can listen to podcasts for free. Um, it, we'll do the same exact thing. We'll have eventually, eventually we'll have a premium account which is ad free, or the mm-hmm. freemium account which is free but with ads. So. Uh, but we'll never charge a po- like we would never charge podcasters or anyone to have their stuff on the app. Like it's right. You know, yeah. 
we want everyone's content on there. That again, going back to my playlist analogy, the more content we have on the app, the more valuable it becomes for the church. So absolutely, and you're not going to take eighty to ninety percent of. Now, <laughs> as Robert can speak to that in the book, well, industry, eight, anyhow, eighty to ninety percent of what we're making here, Dennis, is yeah. <laughs> anything that, you multiply by zero, right? hey, that Patreon sounded pretty good. Maybe we have to go down that route, Robert. But anyhow. And then on my own end, just a quick question about the Fio app too. And I'm just going to hold up my phone here. But mm-hmm. so, any chance for Android down down yes, the road? Yes, 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 yes. We are actively working mm-hmm. on that. I um I had I had some free time uh, with my paternity leave recently, so I dove headfirst into Android app development. I got maybe ten to twenty percent of it done in terms of the layout. Um, and then I finally reached the point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I can't, I can't figure it out anymore. Cause, <laughs> cause you know, I, I just, I just kind of started, um, and I had, you know, I haven't been doing it for years. Like a, a good Android developer, uh, typically has uh, years of experience. So, uh, thankfully my, my cousin is an Android developer. And so, and he lives in Dallas. So he came over last week actually, and I showed him what I had done he affirmed it. He said, not bad. Um, and, but I handed him the code base and he is now working on getting it. So I have zero estimate, but I, I think it's very safe to say 2024, I'd like to say April, May or June, but Android, a- Android users are, are absolutely on our heart and mind. And uh, we're working very quickly with what, what resources we have, right? We're limited. We're small right now. So yeah, because my uh, son's getting tired of handing his phone over. Or Robert, you can just borrow um, what, your, iPhone, iPhone your iPhone 7? 5? 7, 7, buddy. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get to that 16.2 iOS. That I was just, does requires. your phone flip open there, Dennis, or what, buddy? <laughs> you know, if I just got an iPhone 8, I kind of got the 16.2. But anyhow, you know what? Once again, Robert brings in a guest, um, Will, and I'm like, music. He's bringing a music guy out of my wheelhouse. Man. I just, I could, we got to get him back. We got to get we Will back on talking, again. We could talk all night. Oh, we'll, we'll do like another episode in the summer. I'm just fascinated. This is so exciting. I'm yeah. pumped well, for Fio. Yeah, you guys ought to have Peter on. I mean, he's, you know, he's my second half with Fio and, you know, he he can talk for hours about it too. He's got a lot of brilliant ideas with it. And, uh, and so yeah, he'd, he'd be a great guest and I know he'd love to be on because oh, you like okay. Now we'll, we'll have to get his contact info and we'll set that up. Like Dennis we'll is saying. As good as you, summer. we'll, we'll be, we'll be stoked. Will cause this was a fascinating conversation. A lot and, of fun. Uh, absolutely. So ju- just as we finish up here though, well, we've talked about the streamfio.com, but why don't you give our listeners too, just as we, we wrap things up here where they can find about Will Hickel, Novum records, all of the different projects that you've got on the go. Will yeah. Hickel, no E at the end. I just want to point that out to my yeah. listeners because yeah. that's the first thing I'm searching for an E and I want to put an E there, Will, but there's yeah. no E. Yeah, Will Hickel, H-I-C-K-L. Um, WillHickel.com, you can see, you know, I've got two projects, the Will Hickel project, which is like digital worship, and then another project called The Longing without the I at the end. It's kind of my more electronic pop kind of in the feels project about, you know, the deepest longings of our heart and kind of all those things. Um, so got a couple songs. I'm working on a short film for the album that I'm making. So, which amongst, amongst all the other things I'm doing, that album and that film probably won't get done for like another year or two because <laughs> got some other things to do first. But um, 
but really passionate about that. Uh, Novum Records. So Novum is spelled N-O-V-U-M, novumrecords.com. If you're a musician, uh, send us a demo, novumrecords.com slash demo. I, I, listen, I listen to every single thing that hits my inbox. I promise I do respond, even if it takes like a week or two. Um, but I listen to everything. I give honest feedback. And uh, well, you know, Bear, your calling is is. I think your third calling is coming up. My, my third Send calling demo. Is, is coming. <laughs> I don't want to break Will's equipment. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> I think Will listens to everyone. Robert LeBlanc, maybe not. That's so why. So, Novum Records. Uh, I, I mentioned the liturgy stuff. So, like, if you're a, a musician for your parish or just a worship leader, right. check out what we've got going on there. Liturgyresources.com. I was actually, I need to, <laughs> I'll do this after this, uh, after our call here. Uh, I need to buy liturgyresources.ca so that you guys can find us. But, um, oh no, we can hit. Oh, uh, we can, we can get dot com uh, north know, of the border here too. Right. That's <laughs> no um, problem. eh? we can get that. Well, <laughs> I know I'm just being silly, but, uh, actually I'm going to go get that cause I want it. But, uh, um, so liturgy resources. Yeah. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, like I said, modern Psalms, modern mass settings, um, they're all recorded as well. So if you, you know, Liturgy Resources is an artist on Spotify. You can go listen to Psalms in your free time if you like, or mass settings. So um, good, good high quality recordings there. Um, Novum Records Initiative. And then what else were we going to, so yeah, FIO, Liturgy, Novum, Will. Yeah, that's some of the many things that I do. <laughs> is that it? Is that it? Well, nothing uh, else. Uh, we, we need a whole episode just to go oh, down the list geez. of the stuff that Will's got on the go here. Oh my lord! <laughs> I, yeah, a private. Could... You have a private secretary to take all this in. No, I just, I just stay. I just don't sleep. But um, but yeah. See, a... when when you get to the same age as Dennis, you, you'll learn to love afternoon naps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got a couple of kids I'm running after too. So it's, you know what? I think we have to put him in touch with uh, John Dawson, one of our former guests who who rewrote uh, some of the music for the liturgy there, uh, Robert. They would yep. make a good, that would be a good pairing there himself. We'll, and we'll definitely put, uh, put you yeah. in touch with. And he's a big I'll wrestling talk. fan. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, Will, but he's a big wrestling fan as well. Not, yeah. Wrestling's not my speed, but not your cup of tea. Well, you don't have any time for wrestling because you're so busy doing Novum Records and Feel. I'm trying to do stuff for the church. Yeah, I'm wrestling amazing. with the devil. That's what I'm wrestling. I don't know. I just <laughs> wrestling <laughs> just with like time. Saint Padre Pio. That's right. no, I'm not that holy. Who? No. Well, you're doing all this work, and that's certainly very holy. Will so we thank you for that. Yeah, well, yeah thanks no, for, for sure, for sure. No, thank thank you very much for stopping by, Will. Yeah, I uh, appreciate well, y'all. It was a pleasure. We're pumped. Really, really fun. Uh, I, I love y'all's authenticity and, uh, and uh, yeah, really good stuff. And um, we learned so much. And I know our listeners will appreciate this. Well, it was, it, it was, I, I don't know which to go on first. Nova Records, well, I probably won't because I'm not very musically inclined. Am I, Robert? Except my singing voice, Robert. You have zero musical inclination. But, but the You're feel, the only I, person who has less musical inclination than myself. But the FIO app, I'm totally pumped though, Will. And I think well, hopefully our listeners are too, because that's one-stop shopping, as I like to maybe call it, type thing. Yeah, no. If if y'all have if y'all are on Spotify, we do have a playlist um mm-hmm. called Novum Records Releases. So it's got all of our songs okay. going back all 10 years. So it's it's almost nine hours of Catholic music, you know, from all different genres and stuff. Once again, what's it called, um? The playlist is called Novum Records Releases. Novum Records Releases, okay. Yeah, so you know, it just has, um, like I said, nine hours worth of kind of music from all different genres. Put it on shuffle, enjoy something new from a Catholic. Excellent. Um, and it's got Flynn on there. 
I've got to hear Flynn because you were talking with Chanel this this summer on about Flynn, and they just seem like wow, they're awesome. They're yeah, artists. They've got a really cool sound. You can check out their whole full length album exclusively on Fio. Um, but they are on Spotify and stuff, so give them a and, listen. And you know how I know they're good? They're my late mother's maiden name, Flynn. So there you go. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. why they call themselves. They're like <laughs> I, feel like, a, I feel like Dennis's late mother's maiden name. That would be <laughs> and it's such a good uh it's such a good uh Irish name. They must be there must be an Irish connection there somehow. I don't know. It's their last name, maybe. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Hey, maybe we're related. That was you're you're related there, Paul. Yeah. somewhere down the road. Megan and Blake Flynn, they're they're a married couple. So cute. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's funny, their songs are pretty sad and and you know, like I said, relationships in turmoil, blah, blah. They're extraordinarily happily married. They just for some reason they've seen a lot and they're really wise and they're like, yeah, let's just write out these really hard things. And then you're like, Are you guys okay? And they're like, Oh, we're doing great. Oh my god. That's cool. The song is about you cheating on each other. Yeah, we're still happy. Like <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, okay. That's what sells, right? So again, well, God bless you. God bless the work that you're doing for the for the kingdom of our Lord, and uh, may God bless uh, the Fio app and Novum Records. I appreciate you guys. We need all the prayers we can get, and thank you all for you know for being yourselves, for saying yes to doing this because you know good podcasts are also needed. So, thanks so much for coming on the show, Will. Really appreciate you. Yeah, thank y'all. Okay, God bless. Well, Robert, wow. That was an excellent conversation with Will. I, I know you try to get me into these artsy, the music and stuff, and you 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 get me you know, pulling, kicking and screaming, so to speak, but that was fantastic. Like, wow. I mean, between Novum Records and um feel uh he's got a lot on his plate and that was an excellent conversation for an hour very impressed well you know the amazing part about that dennis is i had no clue about will's music ministry i had no clue about novum records oh interesting and all that when i sent out you know the invitation for him to come on the show so you had no clue yeah you had no clue about this and now i have no clue about a lot of things you're thinking about a demo to send to novum records are you not or is that still in the works yeah, so which do you think I should use for my demo? You know, Be Not Afraid, Here I Am, or Sing a New Song? Which one of those three should I uh, I record there for the demo? Oh, I got to go with Be Not Afraid. Be Not, not afraid. afraid, I Go, go Before. Oh, yeah, okay. Stop. We better stop before we start. Beer? We lose listeners here, two pal. beers there. Uh, no, that was excellent, and I'm excited about his uh, friend Peter who also works with him in feel, but uh, yeah, I just got to say for a young guy, you know, much younger than yourself, he's got a lot on his plate. And, and if he's, he's much younger than job. myself, then compared to you, like, yeah, but um, speechless so, on that age difference. So you mean to say that there is, there's music. It's good to know that there's music being produced after Dan shoot and Bob Dufford, because those are my Thanks two guys. From the 70s. To God. Thanks be to God. I am Lord. It's the soundtrack of our youth, my friend. <laughs> the soundtrack of our youth, and, and that's yeah, what we got. Something is, should stay in the past. That's all. No, we what have to we're say. Very, that's what I have to get out of the fact that if I don't hear one of those songs at mass, if I hear something that I'm not familiar with, I get my back up and say, "Well, where is the Dan Shoots and the Bob Duffers?" But this is what we're, you know, time has moved on. We need to realize that there's more music being produced, and 
Will Hickel is on the vanguard of that. No, and you and you say that, and I have to kind of say the same thing in, in a certain sign of sort of way. I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. the folk mass. I'm not a huge fan uh, of some of the music that's out there for for the mass. Again, I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist. Right. That's, You're more of the music from your youth, like the Gregorian chant and stuff. But that right? being yeah. said, and I've had conversations with people on on this before, mm-hmm. is that especially in a parish, because most parishes will have multiple masses on a weekend. There'll be the Saturday vigil and at least two Sunday morning uh, at St. Bernadette's. There's three Sunday morning, two Sunday mm-hmm. evening. And, and each mass develops its own personality. True. So there is the opportunity True. to have you know, that more traditional leaning mass for mm-hmm. guys like myself. And right. there's also the opportunity to have a mass where the music is that more avant-garde kind of thing that, that will mm-hmm. in Novum records are producing. Right. And right. then you can also still have your seventies Dan shoot glory Bob and praise Dufford. Catholic book of worship yeah. mass. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And and uh, you can get all that in like five masses, right? And I think, uh, I mean, he's doing that was he's doing a really good job of that. I don't know where he finds the time to do all those things, but Fio app is going well, and we're on it. I mean, did you have to slip him a few bucks to us to get us on it, or uh, no? And that just floored me when he said, like, I put in last week the. I submitted our podcast to be on the FIO app, and he said it was already on there because yeah, I heard that. You know, Peter, who's one of the the founding members, loves listening to the Pints and Pews. So here's a shout out to Peter and Peter. In the next little while, Will's going to hook us up, and we'll definitely have to get you on the show there too. So we're making it big. This could be a Katum our full time gig in retirement. Hey, don't Oops, get ahead retired, of myself. buddy. Some of us have just done a, a that career shift, and I've already got plans for your retirement. I was oh, already man. telling somebody last night at a, a ministry event that uh, I've got a good friend that's going to set them up with a, a new ministry that's going to come to the parish. You know what? As long as it doesn't interrupt my three-hour afternoon nap, I'm good to go next year. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we'll get We'll get you in there at six o'clock in the morning. I'll take an hour nap. Actually, they say a 20-minute nap is the best. 20 to 30 20 to thirty minutes is actually an excellent. You probably take a little afternoon nap on the uh, days that you're I not can. working. When, when I can. Yeah, I know you do. I try, well, I was trying to take a nap this afternoon, and I was getting all of these cranky text messages from a co-host. <laughs> and it's like, come on, buddy. Some of us are trying to sleep here. But Craig, it's it, was a long, it was a long week at school. Half a week. Uh, was, <laughs> you're only working half time. Come on. Ah, uh, come on. I'm working. Yeah, maybe. But I'm going back to full time in a week's time, two weeks time. Yeah. Well, then you're just going to get extra cranky, aren't oh, you? Oh, boy. Don't. I was going to text you that. Stay away from me for the next uh, five months. Well, I've already except got Tuesday, like, except Tuesday nights. I already have uh, a few guests lined up, all for the first week of February, buddy. I can't wait till. I, I just can't <laughs> wait till. <laughs> I just can't wait till our next guest. I'm pumped about that. I, I know you're really stoked, but we're not going to let we, the cat out of the bag on that. Can't, no, no, hints, okay. no hints, no hints, no hints. Man, this is... We don't big, do it is, for the other guests, so we're not going to do it for this, for this guest. Uh, although Will was stoked. excellent, and Will was excellent guest. I mean, this is probably one... Upcoming is one of our biggest guests ever yeah. in four years of... By the way, where is it? when's our 100th anniversary? Because I got to buy a cake. The, the 100th episode? Yeah. It'll probably come out around Christmas time. <laughs> 
100th anniversary. 100th anniversary. I mean, you're not that old. I mean, you just had your 100th birthday last year. Not that I wanted to mention ages or anything. But Dennis, buddies, as always, the time seems to have flown by and my hourglass here is pretty much empty. Yeah, mine too, Robert. It's always a pleasure, both the pint and the conversation. Well, especially the pint here today. Uh, my Our Pets Pilsner from the Publican Brewery was excellent. How was your Westamal? My Westamal from the Trappist Brewery, and I'm going to go with Belgium because that's where the best Trappist brewery, um, beers are from. Of course. Uh, was excellent. Yeah, it was really good. A little bitter finish, which I didn't mind, but it was... Uh, it was good. It was a little large and a little heavy in alcohol, but it was it was excellent. Yeah, you but sleep I, well. <laughs> but always, Robert, it's a pleasure to talk about the faith, especially with Will tonight. Very true. Very true. And just before we wrap up here, Dennis, perhaps there's just one small favor we could ask of our listeners. If you could take a quick moment and a couple of clicks to follow the Pints and Pews podcast on your favorite platform and give us a review. While you're at it, Give us a like on Facebook, follow us on the platform formerly known as Twitter, as well as on Instagram. You can drop us a line at any one of those places or send us an email at pintsandpews at gmail.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. And don't forget to stop by catholicmoment.ca to peruse and check out caps, t-shirts, and of course, Robert's books as well chat again soon my friend god willing and while we're at it here dennis why don't you remind our listeners of the wise words of gk chesterton that appear on our t-shirts in catholicism the pint the pipe and the cross can all fit together god bless take care my friend